This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Green Bay owns like every aspect of that game from like the line of scrimmage to the time of possession, everything from there, from that first drive. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, we talked about like keys to success. One of the things you can't do is turn the ball over against this chief defense. Packers did not do that. They played really cleanly. We talked about taking shots to open things up. So your offense doesn't become one dimensional. Packers did that in spades, had plenty of opportunities to do that really nice mix of run and pass, which we hadn't seen in previous weeks, a little bit against the lions, but that's definitely picking up to just everything you wanted to see from this offense. And, you know, we can talk about maybe specific moments in more detail if you want, but just a lot of the decision-making, like the trust is so visible and evident there, not only with like Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, but Jordan Love and all the receivers. Like you can tell that this is such a cohesive and supportive locker room when you have a fourth and one call and you throw it for 33 yards, you know, like these decisions into triple coverage, like crazy. these are are things that you wouldn't expect from a guy who started less than a full season. And here we are talking about his development. And I mean, obviously he's a different player than he was two years ago and these teams are different, but against the blitz in his first start, he looked so uncomfortable and so rattled. And we thought that would be the game plan going into tonight is how will this Packers pass pro hold up against a really, really daunting blitz? We know Spagnolo loves to do it. And I think Rob Domofsky had said after the game that he's like 8-0 against the blitz all season with touchdowns, like no picks, just really comfortable getting the ball out. The touchdown to, to Watson where he steps up into the pocket with pressure, that, yeah. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, was my play of the game. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a heads up play and it's such a vet play, right? It's like 
keep your eyes downfield. Don't let the pressure. And, but he was like that all game. And I think it's such a good example of like how he was all game against pressure. And I mentioned it earlier, but Chris Jones is another game wrecker. He's another Max Crosby. He's another Aiden Hutchinson who earlier this season were just ruining, you know, Jordan Love in this offensive line's day. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Chris Jones was all over this game. He beat Josh Myers in that interior multiple times and it actually didn't matter to love he had him in his face multiple times even on that fourth and one right he got he beat josh myers clean on that fourth and one and it literally did not matter jordan could hang in the pocket get the ball out set his feet and make completions under pressure and like to be to make that jump and i think the comparison obviously to his first start is so easy in this one because it's the same team, but it's so good because you can see such a clear, like developmental leap and to be able to do what he did in this game versus first game, like you're, it's going to be really hard to stop him now if he can make the throws and the completions that he made continuously under pressure, especially. Yeah. I just, I was just so, imp- I mean, we talked, a, we've talked a lot over the course of the season about his like composure and his poise and how he doesn't get rattled. And like, now we're seeing it kind of translate a little bit more. Um, and it's a trait that you can't really teach. Like, it, you, you know, it's like one of those intangibles. Um, and he's just, he, he dazzled on, on Sunday night. He really did. Yeah, and I mean, obviously we're elated because all of this worked really well, but you can see, right, the progression. And we talked about it. One of the things I said about this team early in the season was that the easy stuff is hard. And that's not the case anymore. And we've seen that now for the past five weeks that they're really putting it together on that fourth and one. Aaron jo- or Aaron Jones, wow. A.J. Dillon was open for like just a maybe like an five or six yards pick up the first you know and move the chains keep the drive alive and instead Jordan Love you know with pressure in his face throws in a triple coverage because he knows that's where Romeo will be and Romeo has come up in those big moments before so just really cool to see not only is the easy stuff easy now for this team but the hard stuff that didn't work for the first like eight games of the season it's now yeah. working and it's just another wrinkle for the Matt LaFleur offense who Matt LaFleur, who, by the way, now is 16 and oh undefeated in still in the month of December. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, th- the, all the questions too, about his accuracy, I feel like we can maybe put to bed at this point. Like that was a drop in the bucket. The second Christian Watson t- yeah. touchdown, gorgeous, put the ball like, only where your receiver can get it. He had so many of those. He's had so many of those over the last month, but I think especially in this game was an absolute showcase of his talent. I think you and I have always said, like, the arm talent is there. The arm talent has always been there. The arm angles are there. The strength is there. It's just practice, reps, getting out there. Like, there's no replication – Like. What's the word I'm looking for? There's just no, you can't, you have to have the game reps, the live game reps. Um, so the other thing I wanted to bring up and cause I was doing the rewatch, there was so much can, can, can in this yeah. game. It was really the first time that I had heard of him checking at the line. 
And I, Aaron Nagler re replied to me on Twitter and he said he was going to ask coach about it. So I'm waiting for coach's answer, but it really felt like the first game where he was even given like the luxury of checking at the line. Yeah. And so you're looking at an increased role too, and probably like a confidence in your quarterback of making changes at the line. And I'm sure that they have like first play. If it's not there, here's your second play. This isn't like Aaron Rodgers like getting to do whatever he wants. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like Jordan Love can read the defense, say, I'm not getting the look that I like. Now I get to go to the second, you know, play that Matt and I have decided is the second play for this that that we've called in. That's huge. Like yeah. again, we're looking at development for this offense. Like that's huge. This offense could barely do one <laughs> one play like two months ago. And now they can like check a defense and can and go to their second called play and then execute it appropriately and effectively and move the chains. Like the uh, exponential, exponential growth. And I'm just very impressed with QB1 for his ability to do that, especially like we said, against a top five defense in the league. Yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about too, just really quickly, because we talked about the chiefs obviously being down quite a few starters just during the game itself. We had said, right. You know, on Twitter, it's kind of been one of the talking points, but this is a Packers offense that is still without Aaron Jones. They don't have David Bakhtiari on the defensive side of the ball. Corey Ballantyne was second on the team in total tackles. Like, I think he had 10, which is just insane for a corner. And you've got, you know, without Jair. So this is a team that guys have been called into spot duty all season and they've answered the bell. There have been some moments maybe that haven't been pretty, but the way that this team is playing Christian Watson, you know, the come up and we talked about guys getting on the same page. He's been dealing with injuries, and unfortunately now we have the hamstring injury. We'll see kind of what the results of that turn out to be later in the week, but you're just getting guys on the same page, even without some of the quote-unquote stars that you expected to have at your disposal all season. So it's really nice to see Malik Heath, Dontavian Wicks, some of these really young guys able to come in and contribute right away. Ben Sims. <laughs> One catch for one yard, one touchdown. One touchdown. He uh, got that ball framed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that being said, too, we still don't have a receiver who's had who had an 100-yard day. Yeah. Right? So we've got Romeo Dobbs, four receptions, 72 yards. Christian Watson, seven receptions, 71 yards. Dontavian Wicks, three, three receptions, 43 yards. Tucker Craft, three receptions, 37 yards. You get my point. The point being is that this is a team that uses all of their weapons in a multitude of different ways. It is the Matt LaFleur offense. He can hem and haw all he wants about people calling it that, but this is the fun, you know, wrinkled complexity Matt LaFleur offense that we have been very excited to see. And now he has a, a signal caller who, sorry, a quarterback who's executing it at now a very high level and it looked great. Like yeah. it looked really, really, really great. Um, and I think we both agree and we still agree. We don't need a wide receiver one. Now I think on the ascension of Christian Watson, as it be, I still think he is of all of them, 
he has the prototype to be wide receiver one. And I think if he continues on this trajectory, he will be wide receiver one. He hit over four and a half touchdowns on the season last night. He cashed me some money on that mm-hmm. bet. Thank you very much. Um, but it does, they don't need one. And I think that's something really fun about this offense that, you know, you and I have always said is that you spread the ball out and it stretches defenses because they don't know where to go. Yeah. And I mean, I think just like we can switch to the defensive side of the ball here in a second, but going back to kind of like the, what this team needed to do to win, we agreed that they had done just about everything the right way, but it's, it's really interesting, right. To see kind of the difference from the team we saw in the beginning of the year when they could barely get anything going on the ground, you know, they've got nine rushing first downs and 15 passing first downs, zero first downs by penalties. So, you know, throw out any excuses about them moving the chains because of flags. They were doing this with the design of their offense, which makes it really impressive. Third down efficiency, 50%. That's fine. The fourth down, 100%. But I was personally surprised. It felt like the Packers had such control over the game. Mm-hmm. That when it came out that it was like almost a 50-50 split exactly for time of possession, I was kind of surprised. And I know the Chiefs had some long sustained drives, but maybe it's the way that the Packers definitively capitalized. We had seen them settle for three so often that it, it felt like one of those games, right, where if it's going to come down to settling for three, the Chiefs are going to eat them up. So for them to just put such a stamp on every drive and go down and end with seven instead of worrying about three and worrying about, you know, could the Chiefs come back? It was everything that we wanted to see this offense able to do. And I'm glad that the ball is getting spread around. It's fun to think about what this offense can look like when, you know, you have an Aaron Jones and for everybody also talking about Patrick Taylor getting out of bounds. I firmly, firmly believe he was told to stay in bounds and burn clock. I, I don't think there was a world where they wanted him to go out of bounds on those two plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, to your point, I think you play any other quarterback and they go out of bounds. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think you play a very different style of offense, keep away offense, when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Um, same with the, the idea to punt away yeah. instead of yeah. going for the field goal there. You know, my dad and I were debating in our text because he said the same thing. He's like, Patrick Taylor should have gone out of bounds. And I said, draining the clock. They're up. They're not trying to give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. He was like, why they punt? They should have take the points. I'm like, you miss that field goal and you give Patrick Mahomes amazing field position there. No way. It's at least three. It's at least three points. (laughs) It's at least three. To your other point, they're not leaving points on the field anymore. Right. Like, and that is so huge. And the fact that the only thing that backed them up or slowed them down was their own self-inflicted penalties you know, I'll take it, right? Like, the, again, against the third best defense in the league, only they stopped themselves. Um, and it did really feel like they dominated this entire game. 